0: Hello, superstars. His name is Aaron, and he still remembers the Alamo.
1: His name's Tommy, and he can grow a beard all over.
0: And this is the Superpod Saga. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the show. Take a seat. Welcome. if uh, It's the Superpod Saga, your favorite podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, if if you're new to the podcast, this is the show where Aaron and I bring a different topic to the table every week, and we discuss it. It's video game related. That's important. And
1: we mm-hmm. discuss
0: it until there's nothing left to discuss.
1: It's true. We do be doing that, though. We do it. We do that.
0: And uh, as as uh, as has been usual lately, we're not alone. We're not alone. It's not just Aaron and Tommy. It is also Josh from the Still Loading Podcast. Hi, Josh.
2: Hi, thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, for For our superstar listeners, how about you? Could you give a rundown of of who you are? Tell us about your podcast. What video games you enjoy.
2: Sure. Uh, So the Still Loading Podcast is my podcast, and you can find it where all good podcasts are given away for free. Um, But you can find it on all the good podcatchers and whatnot. Uh, It's kind of a gaming grab bag podcast Mm -hmm. is how I describe it, where I do I do retrospectives on individual games. But then I also do um, interviews with people in the industry and authors and Ooh. other composers and voice actors and all over that place. A couple game developers here and there. I've also I also do episodes. Uh, I have a long running series called uh, well, it's not called anything. It's the Captain N series. For those who remember the old cartoon Captain and the Game Master, uh, an awful video game based cartoon that uh no one probably would want to remember but my friend Dexter and I decided you know what let's do a rewatch show of it where once a month we go to we go through an entire episode of the show uh and just break it down and laugh at it and then so yeah it's kind of stuff like that and the last kind of description i'll give as to like why it's a gaming grab bag like i've already gone all run the gambit of uh or gamut whatever the fuck it's called (laughs) of all these different uh types of episodes i also do weirder ideas like i did an episode a couple years ago called still loading story time which was uh, me and a bunch of friends doing dramatic readings of old video game manuals oh that was awesome that was fun and uh then i last year uh i did an episode called the final fantasy fantasy draft and it's what happens when you take fantasy sports and mix it with final fantasy and that was a lot of fun had a bunch of cool people on and uh yeah so that's still loading it's a gaming grab bag podcast and it covers a wide variety of different things and lots of history lots of video game history thrown in there too
0: nice um uh to give a, oh, yeah. a insight into into your gaming preferences, what are your favorite video games?
2: Ooh, um in terms of genres, I'd probably say it's either platformers. Um uh, I do like RTS games a lot, even Ooh. though I'm really bad at them. Uh, I do like FPSs. I, I kind of like most most games, not all, but I would say my favorites are probably platformers and like third-person shooters slash action-ish games, you know, kind of in the vein of, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, stuff like that. Um, in terms of favorite games, just period. I don't even, have, Ratchet & Clank is my favorite series. I love the Ratchet & Clank games um mario's of course up there oh, yeah. uh i like starcraft i like age of empires um i, I don't know it's, my gaming tastes are kind of all over the place i don't really have a specific favorite game it's just kind of whatever i'm currently in the mood to play and lately it's been age of empires 2 and uh, while i'm editing my own show i play power wash simulator
0: Nice. That is quite the variety oh, of games. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, where where can people find you or the podcast on social media?
2: At Still Loading Pod on Twitter, as long as it's alive. Twitter, Facebook, yeah, and Instagram. Seriously. And also, I guess now at Still Loading Pod on YouTube, now that it's easier to find instead of like that really long URL. Uh, so at Staloading Pod on YouTube, or sorry, at Still Loading Podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also on Twitch, at Still Loading Pod.
0: Nice. And Aaron, Aaron, where can they find the Super Pod Saga?
2: Well, if they want to find
1: us, not not that we want to be found, don't look for us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, You're, you, are,
2: you already found us, but don't look for us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shit. Go away. Uh, we're at <laughs> SuperPodSaga.com, our, our big old, big old constantly expanding websites com. all of our previous episodes social medias our blog posts where we're, we'd are be blogging to uh superpodsoga.com
0: i i will be blogging more i'm just too much of a perfectionist i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay
1: it's okay um, i would rather we, i'm sure everybody would rather have one one big awesome article than like one kind of half-assedly uh gordon ramsay together or something
0: Oh man. Um and also I just want to throw out there I don't think it'll be an issue but I got a new PC. So if there's audio differences like volumes this episode it's because it's a new PC and everything. So please excuse if anything's weird. Um and uh but we're here to talk about video games and and Aaron picked the topic for today. What are what are we talking about, Aaron?
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about all things Xbox.
0: All Xbox all day. All of them. Mm-hmm. That's
1: right. And 7 hours.
0: Seven hours minimum. Okay. If you look at the, if you look at your, well, if
2: it's Xbox, it should be ten because X is the Roman numeral for ten. Oh dang it! He's Shit. right.
0: He's right. Okay, we're gonna start over. Let's restart over. the episode. Yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, buckle in, boys. Ten hours. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. I I am only a recent Xbox person, but obviously I've played Xbox throughout, you know, the past. But uh, Aaron, Aaron, jump in the pilot seat, guide us along the xbox adventure
1: all right well yeah the original xbox is um well i guess i guess that a little bit little bit of backstory uh microsoft kind of already had a little bit of experience in in consoles kind of because they made the uh the os that that ran the dreamcast because oh, like, you'll yeah. see on the, on the actual console mm-hmm. that it was made with i think was it windows Windows XP? ME, no. I want to say. M- it's either Windows Dang.
2: ME or Windows 2000. I'm pretty sure it's ME, though. You ME's know what, actually? It. I have a Dreamcast right here. I believe really? it has a sticker. Yeah, I believe it has a sticker, but it's actually on the other side of the room. Oh. Uh, I can go grab it if you want me to check, but it's it's on yes. the other side of the room. Please All do, because right, me... I have a story. <laughs> give me two seconds, then.
0: Uh, I, me and my wife went to a little mom-and-pop gaming shop last week, and I showed Jessica, my wife, a Dreamcast controller for the first time. She had never seen one in her life, or or known what a Dreamcast was. And I was like, "Whoa, this is so wild!"
1: It is kind of weird that yeah, the the cord is on the bottom of the fucking yeah, thing. yeah, and, and then that... you can, like you can like tuck it through so that it goes through on the top. There's a little loop or whatever.
0: Yeah, man. And it's basically like the direct influence for the Xbox controller, right?
1: Yeah, basically the 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 um. What was the original one called the Duke. The it, Duke. It's, it's basically the same thing. I hate the Duke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was Windows CE. Windows CE. The, yes. Holy Windows CE. CE was the operating system on the uh, Dreamcast.
1: Well, what do you know?
2: Yeah, but it's yeah. handy having a collection right here to look at. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, so yeah, when when Sega gracefully bowed out of the console race, uh, yeah. Xbox kind of had like their own little uh their own little foothold in there with the the OG Xbox, yeah, they released in 2001, and Jeez. because they had such a tight relationship with Sega, of course, Sega made, I think it was, it was like three or five years of exclusives for the 360, or not the 360, oh my god, for the original <laughs> Xbox, and so we got things like, like Jet Set Radio Future, and Panzer Dragoon Orta, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Valkyrie, and just like a bunch of other stuff, and it was a weird little, pretty ahead of its time, because it had, it was the only one that generation that had like a built-in hard drive, so like you didn't
0: Need, yeah yeah uh,
1: you didn't need memory cards unless of course you wanted to take them over to your friend's house to show them your sweet
2: i had a i actually stored music on the hard drive like you could rip cds to the hard yeah. drive and it was a pain though because it's like if you wanted to know what you were listening to you had to manually enter every single thing in oh. it, it's not oh, like it could read what the titles of the songs were so that was a that was i and of course as a kid you have nothing but free time so <laughs> yeah, i would do true. that a whole bunch Um, I actually still have a bunch of albums still on that Xbox, on my original Xbox, and what's funny, though, is that you could, in certain games, you could take the music that was uh, ripped to your Xbox and play it over what, and, like, use it in games. So, for example, with, like, Counter-Strike, you could pick your own soundtrack to what you were playing as. It was a lot of fun.
1: Coolest feature. That's cool. That's so cool. Like, you did that in the game?
2: Like yeah, you, you could you could just pick which... You, you could either choose... You could just choose the music that was, like, ripped onto your Xbox, like, stored on the hard drive there. It was awesome.
1: I know you could do that with... um, I think it was San Andreas on the Xbox. Yep. Like, you could switch the radio station to where you used your... Like, your uh, console music. But that, that's cool as hell. I know, like, the 360, you could... Um, like, I guess on the Xbox One, you could as well. But you could just, like, have your uh, music running on, like, the old... 360 or whatever os but that's cool as fuck
0: i never got used to that whole hard drive thing because whenever you would start a game it'd be like where do you want to save this data to and that always when i was younger i was like what do you mean just doesn't it just do memory cards and (laughs) even Mm -hmm. now when i play like older games on the xbox it pops that window up and i'm like oh yeah i have to pick that i want to save it to the hard drive
2: i did find it weird that they would like once i knew about the hard drive like why would you even give the option for memory cards i guess though but at the same time though if you wanted to bring your save over to a friend's house that made it easy like if you wanted to show them like say they bought a game and you wanted to show them what you could do with the game you could load a save onto that memory card and bring it over i guess um I, now, sorry, sorry, some something real quick that I wanted to bring up that I, that I think is interesting about uh, Microsoft and Xbox, and if you if you already brought it up while I was checking the Dreamcast thing, I apologize. In their lead up to releasing the Xbox, they you know they were. You mentioned before they had a little bit of a foothold in the game industry with windows ce and the dreamcast but even before then they had microsoft game studios with their microsoft flight simulator they also owned age of empires in the in the mid to late 90s like they they had already owned that franchise so they already had a little bit of uh of a foothold in and before when they were trying to break into the console industry they actually took a meeting with nintendo and offered to buy them out like they they asked to buy nintendo and nintendo just laughed them out of the room
0: (laughs) as they should have (laughs) that's the right call
2: it is i mean it's crazy to think that they had that much money back then that they could have afforded to buy nintendo yeah I, That's just nuts to me.
0: I, I guess it's something we don't really think about because we're on like what our fourth generation of Xbox, but it's kind of nuts for like Microsoft to be like, we're gonna we're gonna make a game console. Like anyone who says anything about a game console like Google with stadia or whatever, it's just kind of like a joke. So like imagine if Microsoft hadn't done this in this and in 2020 they're like, we're gonna make a console. They would just be laughed at.
2: I mean, they were laughed at back then, too. Yeah, exactly. No, it it was a very big gamble for them to do that. So I'm happy that it all paid off, but it just really goes to show the only company that has really been able to penetrate the the market are ones with a lot, like like Sony, Microsoft. Like, Mm -hmm, Nintendo kind of lucked into it, and obviously Atari helped create it to an extent. Um, But, like... The game industry was already so big in the in the early 2000s slash late nineties that like it was it took Microsoft to be able to get into the console market. Yeah, I mean you look at stuff now where consoles try to ma- branch in and you know between the Ouya, between um, trying to think like there's a lot of the rebrands like there's the Intellivision Amico. That's a whole. Oh yeah. Story oh though.
0: my gosh. Oh my god, dude.
2: <laughs> stuff like that. So it it just it really was kind of ballsy for them to do it, and they. I think it's different about Microsoft compared to other competitors that have tried to branch into the game industry is that they very clearly had a focus of what they wanted to do to be different like they yeah. they looked at like where was the industry going let's see how we can facilitate that change and well just not to like get into it too early you can obviously uh, we can uh, go to whatever part of the conversation you want to next but Xbox Live is really where yes. the game industry was going and they're the ones that really pioneered the type of online multiplayer like obviously the, the Dreamcast you could play online but still nothing compared to um, what obviously the Xbox would pioneer oh yeah
0: yeah. it felt yeah. like uh, any any online multiplayer connectivity before that was kind of like a fun feature and for Xbox it was like no this is our focus
2: mm-hmm
1: then and it was like it was, with with that in the Dreamcast at least it was proprietary. Like it was built in. It was like the uh, the PS2 and the GameCube you'd have like a separate modem or whatever. Yeah. But with those it was just like it was all built in. So you just just pop in your uh, your phone cable or whatever and go to town.
0: It was more easier to connect to the internet with that than it was with the Nintendo Wii. I mean,
2: the, even now it's harder to connect to anything yeah. online with Nintendo stuff. The Switch yeah. is barely passable. And I love the Switch.
1: And earlier we were speaking about the uh, about the Duke, that the monstrosity. Duke. How, how it <laughs> drew a lot of comparisons from the Dreamcast controller. And yeah, they they're very very they have like the same shape. Uh, it's got like the same basically like the same button layout. You know, it's got the D pad there. It's got the the stick there. It's just missing. Uh, obviously, it's it, it has the core at the top, which is good yeah. the core on the bottom Smart is choice. just so so weird.
0: Yeah. What about cool. the the black and white
1: buttons though? Oh yeah, those are also pretty goofy. I hate those. Uh,
2: it's funny when the 360 came out, I was so mad they got rid of them. No so way. I had this really weird stigma against the 360 for a <laughs> while because A um it, it's weird like i was definitely a huge xbox fan in the, for the original xbox during that generation but then once it was the ps3 360 generation that's when i kind of became a sony fanboy and, and i'm same. not like the you know the fanboys that are that engage in uh the console wars it's so wild to me that that's still like oh, people right. a- argue so angrily about stuff like that but the three the reason i didn't like the 360 was I was it was one of those things that was very hipsterish of me like I finally got my Xbox and I'm like and then when they changed everything up I'm like this is dumb this isn't what I remembered from the original Xbox why are you putting these buttons in more convenient locations <laughs> for me I want the more, less convenient black and white buttons over on the left-hand side that I have to physically move my hand away from anything usable <laughs> so it's a hit um I have to take my thumb off the joystick in order to hit them it's so far from the joystick too it is, it is, and it's, it's just so cool. funny because I, 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 didn't like the inclusion of the bumpers. Now I'm used to it, obviously. But you know, yeah. as a kid, you're stubborn and you just want to, you want to yeah, like what yeah. you like and not allow things to change. Um, and it, yeah. I so, but like the original Xbox, man. Like my biggest memories of that. The reason why I kind of always gravitated to it is because I had, I, I would throw and go to Halo parties mm, all yep. the time. Nice. So. You could do so much local networking. It was the first time, really, with home consoles that you could do LAN parties like you would see yeah, with PCs. Yeah. It was yeah. great.
0: That's that is, true. Yeah. That's that's my only real memory. I didn't have an Xbox, but I had a friend who did, and and it was going over and playing Halo, hooking up two Xboxes or to two TVs and having eight people all playing at the same time.
1: One of my, one of the earliest memories I have with an Xbox, um, we. We didn't have one for a while. My my brother, uh, my, yeah, my my brother Devin ended up getting one for his birthday, like a few years after all this. But there was this whenever I went to my dad's house, there was a store we would stop at. It was a, uh, a game rental store, and I forget what the fuck the name of it was. It was like software, etc. Yep. I think. Yep. That's right. Host- mm-hmm. or maybe it's a different one. I don't know. Um. But yeah. There was a store where you go to rent like consoles, and you could actually rent like uh, a few games along with it, and. So we every so often we would rent an Xbox and we would get like Fusion Frenzy and Dead or Alive three I think and like two other mm-hmm. games. And my brother and I would just jam those for like two days straight and so yeah. especially Fusion Frenzy being like the the Xbox's Mario Party it was like wasn't as good as Mario Party but it was it was still pretty fun.
0: Console
2: the...
1: renting
0: I can't even imagine.
2: <laughs> I always thought that was such a surreal thing as a kid. I remember seeing that at Blockbuster I'm like why would you rent a console just buy it and then of course as an adult I'm like oh, okay that actually sounds kind of appealing cuz yeah. I don't want to spend $500 on a console that I don't know if I'll even have time to play type of thing but if I could spend you know like I don't know how much it would cost back then but yeah, yeah. um no and the the Xbox I feel like has a bunch of games that really cuz everyone talks about Halo on the original one mm-hmm. um, and then obviously when you get to the 360 you have Halo Gears of War and Call of Duty, I know it wasn't uh, specific, like uh, exclusive to the Xbox, but it was definitely more popular yeah, on the 360 sure. than it was on the PS3, for a lot of different reasons. But on the original Xbox, there's a lot of really good under the under the radar games. Some of them exclusive, some of them not. Um, the Chronicles of Riddick games,
0: yeah. Well, yeah
2: yeah those are really really good solid games also this one's not a console exclusive but i like to shout it out any chance i get when people like bring up uh this era of gaming and they want to talk about like some hidden gems metal arms glitch in the system oh yeah it is a fantastic third person shooter it's really funny it's got a fun world and it's, it's a little difficult. It's a little chaotic and difficult now, but it's still a lot of fun. And the physics are a little floaty. but there. And also, like you mentioned before, all the different Sega games, you know, the Jet Set Radio Future. They also had a Skies of Arcadia port that came out for it. Um, there's a lot of really good games, I feel like, on the original Xbox. And there's a bunch of, like, exclusive platformers, like Blink's the Time Cat or something like that. Blink's right? the Time Sweeper, yeah. yeah time and, uh... Sweeper,
1: and Voodoo Vince, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there was a bunch of them. I mean, they made they made blinks too, but that that sucked, but yeah, yeah there was
0: uh, I, I, was feel, cool like, too. I feel like over but, the past month, Aaron has just been obsessing over slept on Xbox games
1: because there's so many, dude. There was um, <laughs> was it there? There was the uh, Otogi series, Otogi one and two that basically started Dark Souls. Uh, there was in that generation, there was. It was weird. Um, the Xbox, GameCube, and PS2 all had their own exclusive Yu-Gi-Oh game as well, too. So that was cool. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget fucking Torque, the prehistoric punk. How could you not?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> And yeah, there was just there's just a lot of yeah really slept on stuff because anybody else who had an Xbox back in the day, they were just like, oh, you need to own Halo and like you need to own fucking Conquer and and like Mech Assault and stuff like that, but there's there's so much other cool shit you like dead or alive 3 for sure is that was i think i wouldn't say my favorite on the system but it was it was one of them for sure because fighting games just slapped so hard back then
2: i mean i there's i mean it is good there is good reason halo is always brought up it like truly revolutionized uh mm-hmm. first person shooters for the home console uh because like there was other games that had similar control schemes schemes excuse me like really what revolution what the reason why halo i think clicked so much is that once people understood how the control scheme of that game worked it basically set the standard for almost every other fps oh yeah um going forward even third person games you know for you know with the left joystick going for move forward move backwards strave left and strave right and then the right joystick just where you can look around at everything it really revolutionized stuff, and it's funny because I'll go back and play some older FPSs. Like I, I've been somewhat recently playing on on stream the original Medal of Honor games, and oh, nice. they're 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 fun. But if you remember what the original control scheme was for it, X was fire. Like if you don't <laughs> change the control scheme up, you hit X to shoot. I think circle. Like it's just so surreal to me now, and the controls were. On the left joystick, move forward, move backward, look left, look yep, right. Yep. And then on the right joystick, it was strave left, strave right, look up, look down. I'm like, that just seems conflicting to me. Like, it. it yeah. the left, because then they change it with Halo, with the left joystick is all of your, like, legs movement. Like, how your legs will move forward, backward, left, or right. And then your right joystick is how your head turns. Like, it just makes so much more sense. It, but in the older games, they would... They would uh switch. They would split them up from you know half on one joystick, half on the other. And while those older games still had like a similar control scheme to Halo, Halo was one that popularized it, revolutionized it, and really kind of like it still feels good to play Halo even on an original Xbox. And on top of that, like. It's it's it was a bold move for Microsoft anyway, because they bought out Bungie. Bungie was a Mac developer. They were going yeah. to make Halo oh, for yeah. Macintosh computers. Uh, they're the kind of the spiritual predecessor, the marathon games, which I've never played, but they there was a bunch of them for uh, Mac systems and they're for all intents and purposes or for, from everything I've heard, I should say they're pretty solid first person shooters. Um I know some people really really like them and Halo just was kind of a continuation there's some elements brought over not they're not part of the same world but there are some like easter eggs and stuff like that. And then obviously Halo with the land parties like I will never forget all the different Halo parties that I had as a kid and I still remember one we uh, I threw one at when I was still living with my parents house we had a whole bunch of people upstairs and a whole bunch of people down in the basement, and we ran an Ethernet cable. Like, we had two USB hubs, or not USB, sorry, Ethernet hubs, one upstairs and one downstairs, and we had a cable running between the two of them, so that way you could play together. And um, I still remember, in Halo 1 specifically, if you create a default profile, the game will just give you a random name, and it was always something like The Big Cheese or... (laughs) Uh, stumpy that was a popular <laughs> one stumpy uh the bear the big L I don't think the big cheese was on there but the bear the big L stumpy there was and one of my favorites and the, the the kind of the origin of the story it was just Howard you could just be called Howard Howard and my one my brother uh was getting very frustrated because whoever was Howard I don't remember which one of my friends was but whoever was Howard was downstairs and my brother was upstairs And, you know, you would play through and see, you know, Howard killed so-and-so, Howard killed so-and-so, so-and-so was killed by Howard, so on and so forth. And you would just see that as on the top of the screen. And after like the sixth time in under 10 minutes, I just hear this screech from upstairs, just (laughs)
1: Howard, just
2: losing my brother, losing his mind because whoever Howard was, it just killed him for the seventh time in 10 minutes.
1: God damn it, Howard, stop. (laughs) There's (laughs)
2: There's, <laughs> there's Master Chief, and then there's Howard. Howard Chief.
1: <laughs> That's his actual <laughs> last name is Chief.
2: <laughs>
1: like you oh, his birth certificate, and everything. Oh, <laughs> oh man, what? What do y'all think about like the UI for the Xbox? Like, what? What the hell do you think was going on there? Uh,
0: I never used it too much, so I can't really comment on it. Oh, I you- apologize. Oh, I love the,
2: the visuals, visuals of it. I love the visuals of it. It was fine. It worked. Uh, it's yeah. better. It was like UI back on the original Xbox wasn't anything really to write home about. It was just bare bones. It got the job done. It was more visually interesting than the PS2, but it didn't have that iconic startup sound.
1: Yeah. Yeah, with the goop and the and the tube and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, it was like weird alien technology. Like it's got the, the honeycomb bullshit in the background and it's got like, little uh little cords with like like where you see the buttons for like a selector b back there'd be like little cords holding them in place and shit it was mm-hmm. it was like a little alien spaceship yeah or it's like or you're
0: controlling weird. alien technology the
2: 360 was a lot more streamlined i actually so it's funny i've always been a late comer to the 360 i got my first xbox when the 360 was already out and i had it i got it for like my 16th birthday um, and then when I got a 360, it wasn't until 2012, a year before the Xbox One came out. Ooh. Uh, then the Xbox One I actually got pretty pretty early on, like probably like 2014 or 15. So there was still you know like another five years before the system. I mean, I still barely touched my one, but I played the 360 and original a lot. Hell yeah,
1: yeah. I uh, the bulk of my Xbox memories were with uh, the 360 yeah. and the one, and and I guess now the Series S, but um i said like uh a few little bits and pieces of uh of the original xbox but when i remember yeah it was cool had a lot of cool games uh the, the later controller <laughs> was really cool and they had a lot of cool uh like variants of the console too because you can get it in a bunch of different colors like you could get one that was see-through green that's apparently yeah, that's a good rare one. and yeah we need more
0: console yeah. colors i miss colored consoles
2: I know. That know I was gonna ask if you guys could pick like an ideal console color, like a special themed console for whether it's a 360 or otherwise. What would it be? And and uh, and uh, what was I gonna say? It like console exclusives okay. would be damned. Like if you want an Uncharted Xbox, that's okay. Just like, you know, what what would be your dream console like kind of theme or exclusive theme or something like that?
0: Uh, if if I could go first, I I want the 90s. Colored see through case. The like a like a teal green see through. I, I want one of those looks okay. like straight out of the nineties. I want to be able to see the insides
1: of my Xbox Series X. I'd dirty, say... but okay. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> I'd say uh give me a switch that's like what what color did you say, Tommy? Teal green. Oh, I was gonna say see through <laughs> green as well, but I'll change my answer. I'll go with like a see through like like purple, like the uh
2: Yeah. oh that's good too. What about you josh oh um so for me i guess it would have to be i man i don't know i i've I've always kind of always enjoyed the original versions of almost every console however i will say i really loved like that purple see-through that the n64 had so i would love to see something like that in the future like a purple or and if we're going with like a game theme like a, like maybe a, kind of like how the Switch has you know the Animal Crossing, New Horizons Switch or um, whatnot something you know or and you know Xbox always has their Halo or Gears of War one. Mm-hmm. If I was trying to pick like a single, I'd probably go Ratchet and Clank because that they've never gotten their own console and I feel oh, like there's a yeah. lot of cool like alien looking technology that you could use to incorporate onto the design of it.
1: I change mine. I though <laughs> to change mine. I actually want, so I want a switch. I want it to be like see-through yellow, like a, like a bright neon yellow, and then I want like a, like a Final Fantasy IX version with like the crystal from like the the Final Fantasy IX logo on the back, just around the back. That's what I want. There and then go. it plays
2: the Final okay. Fantasy IX intro music.
1: Yeah, just like just on the uh, just on like the the main menu of the switch. It's just. Oh, we're
0: a copyright struck. They're knocking at the door right now.
2: <laughs> I tried to make it as
1: bad as possible, but they still caught me.
2: Oh, yeah, as long as you don't go over ten seconds, you should be good. <laughs>
1: All right, are we are we moving on to the three sixty now. Let's move to the
2: three sixty. Whatever. You're you're the one guiding, the, uh, yeah, steering yeah, this yeah. ship.
1: We're we're Goods in the passenger the ride. Seat. We're just slamming right. around in the back. We're going to the sun, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, we yeah, had the three sixty. Yeah, this one. I uh, I I'm pretty sure I got one close to when it launched because my dad got me one for my birthday a long time ago and I have a lot of yeah this one I really liked like if I had to pick a favorite generation it'd be between um like the generation of like the GameCube and, and the OG Xbox or like the 360 one because the 360 is when basically it got us where we are now like there was a so much that the 360 started and did that uh yeah I just I look back upon and I kind of tear up a little bit like remember when um You'd have you'd had to have Xbox Live Gold in order to use Netflix, and huh. like it didn't have Roku's back then, so it was like one of the only ways you could really watch Netflix on your TV. It was yeah. so weird.
0: Yeah, that's right, because TVs didn't just have apps on them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and I think um I think when the 360 came out, like they were starting to roll out those huge plasma screen TVs with HDMI and stuff. Mm, yes, yes. Some people probably still had a compositor component or whatever with their big fat boy CRT red
0: white yellow cords baby this oh, era was
2: so strange just because of how many different like those we stayed decided to keep with SD yep. video and oh, then yeah. the 360 and PS3 both weren't quite sure if they were going to commit fully to HD or if they were going to stay in SD but they wanted to go HD you could tell um and so like that's why some of those early games like you, you they would give like the resolutions on the back of the box yeah, to let yeah. you know like what yeah. you could what resolution you could play in um the 360 i mean obviously its biggest uh known quantity is the red ring of death unfortunately oh yeah which they, microsoft did own up to did you guys see their for the 20th anniversary of xbox microsoft made a full documentary series you can watch on their youtube
0: no, it's huh. well, cool. Tell me. It's more.
2: really good. They talk about all the highs and they talk about the lows. They don't kind of they don't sugarcoat. I'm sure they sugarcoat bits of it because it's from them, but they talk about the failings of the Xbox One. They talk about the big failing with Ooh. the 360. Um, at the beginning, like obviously the 360 didn't fail, but the the red ring of death was a major issue. I think at one point in time, I forget what it was, but it was like an extremely high percentage of all 360 yeah. sold red ringed it was like over 20% or something like that it, it might that's have good. even been above 50 but i i don't i don't remember so I don't i think it was at least like 20 or 25% but like that's huge that's a huge part like one in every four that's crazy
0: when it when it was happening it kind of felt like it was going to be something like this is going to happen to every
1: xbox eventually
0: that's how like out of hand it was getting
1: it's crazy i maybe i was just one of the lucky few but i only ever got it like i had my my original 360 like the the weird shaped white one i had that for like i want to say five years before the disc drive went out and i only had the red rings once and that was just because i dropped my fucking power brick on on concrete so it's understandable <laughs> i did just bought a power... new power brick and it was did fine. the
0: power brick break the
1: concrete probably those fucking it was less of a power brick and more of like a power three bricks in a line
2: sorry i just looked it up Uh, the game inform game informer in 2009 reported that there was a 54.2 percent failure rate 54 more than one out of every two isn't that wild that's insane that is that is insane oh man i can't
0: imagine being microsoft as this is starting happening and getting that number
2: and this was from the inverse.com and, uh, even more alarming uh, the failure rate after the initial repair was still 41.2%. Gee. So <laughs> oh. it just, it, at every turn, that thing just was begging to die. <laughs> it just would go down. My buddy actually got it, his red ring, dude, he got it his second hand and the way he fixed it. And I don't recommend this. But essentially what was happening is that some of the connectors pins were loose, like on the motherboard. So what he would do is wrap his 360 in towels to purposely overheat it. So the oh. motherboard would start to bend and like become oh. a little bit oh more wobbly gosh. so the pins could connect more thoroughly. And that's how he got it to work for for like a year or something like that, or for a couple months or something. <laughs> he would just purposely overpaint his system I'm so it will pass work. out.
0: I'm getting woozy from hearing that. <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> it's it's a what? real shame because like I, for me personally, I would consider the Xbox 360 like the most perfect of the Xboxes. I feel like see it's
2: that's... it's funny. I actually think the I I haven't played the Series X, so I can't say but I actually kind of prefer the one to the Ooh, 360.
0: That's interesting. I But at the same time, I had a college roommate who had the 360, so the Xbox I played the most, aside from the Series X now, was the 360.
1: I I can't say which one I'd prefer either, like, if I had to pick one. Obviously, like, hardware-wise, I would go with 360 slim because that was just beautiful. That thing mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so slick. And it had the built-in uh, built Wi-Fi card, too, so you didn't have to worry about it. You didn't have to get that separate fucking dongle that worked like, like donkey balls.
2: Oh, my God. And no it's even crazier to think about, I complete, we completely forgot to talk about this. We mentioned the internal hardware storage from the original Xbox. Yeah. The 360, some of the models didn't come with that. You had yeah. the Xbox 360 Arcade, which was just yeah. basically a console with these massive 60-hour games and no way to save them. Yep. Uh, you would have to buy separate hard drives that would plug into the side of the system. Not like you would in some, like in the later models in the three sixty slims, you could install them directly in on in the back. But like these were like, you would take off the one side of the console. It was like just a little uh, little door, and then you could pop these like extra cartridge, like the almost like a cartridge, but it was a hard drive into it. It's so weird. <laughs>
1: That's so fucking wild to think about. I still have like one or two extra 360
2: hard drives in my basement somewhere. Whoa. Hell yeah. I think I think the reason why I ended up just kind of enjoying the one more than the 360 is just for all the stuff we just talked about. Like at every turn before I bought my 360, right? I would hear stuff. Red ring of death. Mm. Oh, you can't save games onto your onto your console. You have oh, yeah. to. You have to buy separate hard drives, and I'm like. Okay, why not just give me memory cards again then at that point? Like there's no but this was also the era where you would have to start installing games on your system. I even remember when um which console was it? Uh it might have been either Red Dead Redemption the original one or it might have been Grand Theft Auto where you had to get like the three sixty wouldn't have been able to hold it or something like that. There was something That's weird right. where you had to buy like an extra like USB thumb drive to help install stuff or something like that. I'm I might be misremembering this, so I apologize if I'm wrong with that. But I I remember because I worked at GameStop when GTA five came out. I remember three sixty users had an issue where you couldn't depending on how what type of memory you had in your system. Like if you had the the Slim, you were fine cuz that had 250 gigs. But if you had one of the older models, you would need to buy a separate memory card. I think that's what it was. Like a USB stick or something in order to install Grand Theft Auto 5 because this was at the this was pretty much the start of the era of games you had to install them. You couldn't just play them straight off the disc.
0: I can't believe you Hearing you say Grand Theft Auto V on Xbox 360 just completely broke my brain. <laughs>
2: 2013, baby. Or 2012? Oh, I, I forget. Yeah, it was... 2013. That, that game has... That's. It is wild to think about that Grand Theft Auto V came out on the 360 slash PS3, and we also got... I'm pretty sure you're getting versions on the PS5 and Xbox yeah, Series yep. X, and we still have yet to see the next GTA. Uh, I mean, to be fair... I, I, people always complain about it. I'm like, listen, I get it, but Rockstar games are gigantic. Yeah. And when you took the stuff they did out of the SD era, like out of PS2, original Xbox, and uh, GameCube and stuff like that, games became significantly more expensive and significantly more time-consuming to make. Um, and that's why their production, because their games are massive to begin with, and that's why it took so long for them to really even come out with any anything substantial on the later generations because they're just their games are too freaking big i mean even yep. look at um some of the games f- developed by like sony studios right you know like gorilla games they did uh horizon zero dawn uh they it took them five years in between and that was also using a preview the same engine as the previous one so it's not like they had to build anything from the ground up this time yeah like these games take a long time to build and it takes a long time to plan out content. Now, I don't know why it's still taking Rockstar this long to make a GTA, another GTA game, but I'm not surprised that the time span went from like a year or two between GTA releases to like five to six. So now it's been over a decade, but yeah. Like, even the, what is it? Red Dead. The original Red Dead came out in 2010 and the sequel came out in 2018. Those games are massive. It took them eight years to do and that came out eight years and they started development on red dead 2 shortly after red dead 1 like it's not like they just took a four-year break and then worked another four years no it took them a long ass time so i'm not surprised that like rockstar and in general around this era game dev started slowing down crazily cr- in, in a crazy way
0: i want, oh, yeah. want to know what's nuts you you mentioned all of it but i want to i want to pinpoint it red dead redemption the first one is still stuck on the xbox 360 and playstation 3 there's there's no remakes there's no remasters there's no versions for the playstation 4 or xbox one or any or pc it's it's just wild that like a game that was so huge influential like all that stuff is still just it's just an xbox 360
1: playstation 3 game
2: what's crazy is you can actually still play those online too like the online functionality still works for them
1: bizarre that is bizarre oh, man that that 360 controller though <laughs> oh yeah i don't have anything to say about no Rock it's a good Star. controller that, <laughs> that was a terrible transition <laughs> oh it was good <laughs> yeah
2: know what it played was... great with the xbox know what play know what made the rockstar games great to play the xbox 360 controller there you go yeah say trailer. it say it, aaron.
1: Know. you know what made rockstar games fuck <laughs> play smoothly the xbox 360 controller
0: oh good one good point aaron <laughs> I agree. Thanks, thanks, Tom. Oh, thanks,
2: Josh. Yeah, yeah, that was really that was a really astute <laughs> opinion. Except for the
1: D-pad. Yeah, the was, D-pad wasn't great. Yeah. They, they came in all sorts of cool colors though, which is cool because like they they would have all sorts of different like patterns on them, and they would come in different. Like I had it was I had a uh, a chrome blue controller. I had one that was like it was black and white, but there's all sorts of crazy shapes on it, like yin yangs and dragons and shit. And then I had uh, a couple other ones that I forget. I think one was just solid white. But they came in, yeah, all sorts of crazy shit. And it had the keyboard. The keyboard you could plug in the bottom.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, I
1: forgot yeah. about that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, so you could text somebody or, yeah, you could message somebody and be like, ha I had sex with your mom. Yeah, Ha-ha, you said lots beauty, of things that are frowned upon
2: <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that type of trash. I'm going to do things that would be frowned upon to your mother. <laughs>
0: the smallest Uh, buttons you can possibly imagine
2: what does that mean
0: (laughs) if if you're a young person listening to the podcast go and google the xbox 360 keyboard and and i don't know just look at it and
1: you know admire it
0: (laughs) the The other thing i sorry go ahead i was gonna say the the yeah you might have been saying this but the 360 didn't that come it came with a headset for everyone
2: i don't know if every model did i know mine did though
0: I don't think the arcade did. Oh yeah, not the arcade one, but like the base Xbox 360, that was just their push into to get everyone to play online multiplayer, and I love that giving everyone. It only had one ear, but still allowing everyone to talk to everyone else with an Xbox is, is huge.
1: Did ever you or I guess Tommy didn't, but uh, Josh, did you ever own one of those cool like um, I guess like limited edition consoles that they made? Like they had the Star Wars one that was like R2D2, they had the the Gears of War one, the Simpsons mm. movie one. They had a nah. Simpsons movie one? Yeah, there was one based off of the Simpsons movie. Like, the controller was orange and the really? console was orange and it had Homer Simpson's head. Oh, yeah, I see it.
2: Weird. I did not know that. No, I didn't have it. I don't really have any, like, special consoles for any of my systems. I always have... I would always get the base model because I'm like, why would I spend more money on something that <laughs> yeah. they can play? The same thing. Like, it looks nicer. And, like, with... It just looks nicer, I mean. But with yeah. the 360 in general... Other than like I I said before like I preferred the original Xbox to 360 and I was definitely a little bit of a hipster about it. And so when Halo 3 came out, I mean that was a huge launch. I remember like that launch yeah. was gigantic, uh, yeah. bigger than the Halo 2 one, which I I vividly remember because I was in high school at the time. but I could never get into Halo 3 the way I did in Halo 2. Something about the visuals of Halo 3 I just did oh, not weird. enjoy as much. And I think part of it was like, I remember playing Halo 3 multiplayer and I just, it was always so much harder for me to find people because the visuals were a lot more muddy. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense, like not in terms of like clarity, like it was very crystal clear, but like the textures they used were a lot more muted. And so instead of having these bright, vibrant Spartans that would stand out against the backdrop that you would see in Halo 1 and 2, um, Halo Three, it was it was a lot more muddy, so it was harder for me to spot people. So, part of that was definitely just me. Part of that was definitely just me not playing all that well. Like I'm not trying to say it's the game's fault for me not being able to find people. It's just for some reason visually, it it was harder for me, and that that was a, definitely a very much a me issue because other people played the game fine and it was it was no big deal. I do have the semi-controversial opinion that I don't like Gears of War all that much.
0: Oh boy! No, I was actually gonna bring it up. Uh, it's kind of crazy how, especially going back to like the first Gears of War, it's it's tough to look past how muddy that game is. Like, you want to talk about muddy? That is that is the darkest, drabest color scheme, and and the the textures haven't aged all that well. But I, I like Gears of War enough. I've I played through them all once with a friend, and that was that.
2: I played through the original one once on stream, and it was fine. Like, I enjoyed it well enough. Yeah. But I just... I don't know what it was about it. I just could not really think... It was one of the things where I played through it, and I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to play another one of these. Yeah, yeah. Like, it it was... it it was It wasn't bad. It just... I don't know. I I think the problem is is that because I didn't play it when it first came out, I have played other games since that have used a similar style of the cover-based shooter and not necessarily done it better, but just done it similar. So by the time I went back to Gears of War and it was just like, I don't know, I just, I had no real interest. And it was, honestly, the story was a little hard to follow. It It kind of reminded me a little bit, it's storytelling method, at least in the first game. I've heard the second and third that you get a lot more character depth. And a lot more like emotional like uh, no, yeah. emotional <laughs> hits but in the first game it, the storytelling kind of reminds me of the way Medal of Honor would tell the stories and that like alright you are right here now you are going to go here and mm-hmm. now you are going to go here and your mission is to blow this thing up and it's just it's 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 very bare bones in terms of storytelling, which is fine. Like that's how a lot of some of the best games start. They they start small and then they get larger as time goes on. Once they have a bigger budget behind it, so it's just I don't know. It, I, it's just one of those things I could never get into.
0: That's that's how I feel. Oh, man, talk about it. I feel that way about the when I first I didn't play the Halo games until much later like after the, the master chief collection came out and the same thing like i did not understand the story beats just from mission to mission it was like you said it's like okay now you're here and i'm i gotta go get the thing that they're telling me to get and you got the thing but now this is happening and i just didn't it's i feel like the xbox 360 they still didn't quite figure out how to like tell stories that well it was it was gameplay over story
2: yeah i mean i think just in general that era it was always game and that's fine like there's nothing wrong with gameplay over story but i think gears of war gameplay isn't interesting enough to hold my attention you know like it's it's i understand why people liked it at the time especially for the violence like the violent like it was one of the more violent games you'd ever see like you can chainsaw people in half (laughs) it's wonderful Active reload. I
0: messed up so many times because I'd forget to hit it the second time.
2: That was that was a cool thing that you could do. I always liked the active reload. That was that was a nice little trick. I'm not the thing is like I there are certain games that I will play that I don't like, and I'm always very cautious to make sure that I when I say why I don't like it, it's not that the game itself bad is bad. It's just something that like I didn't find fun. And there's a big difference between like a game being bad and a game just me not finding it fun. Uh, I always try to approach it that way because there are very few games that I play that objectively I'm like, this is awful game design. And Gears of War is an awful game design. It's really well designed. It just, I just could not find any interest. I could not find any fun in it for myself.
0: Get get out of here with these reasonable takes. You need to be like, Microsoft
2: ruined my life because of Gears of War. <laughs> let me oh, think shit. what would be the hottest take that would make absolutely no sense that i could i don't know i'll have to i'll think of something i'll try to think of something else. shout it out randomly in the middle okay. of someone else speaking
1: <laughs> like i don't like it i don't like it so it's bad
2: uh,
0: <laughs> you you mentioned it earlier about how call of duty was basically an xbox uh Uh, franchise and you're totally right i had the playstation 3 in this era and none of my friends could play call of duty with me because they all had it on xbox 360 yep
2: and the ps3 version was like had lower uh, lower frame rate too
0: yeah yeah and and uh that was back before crossplay kids (laughs) it was back when you had to you had to coordinate with your friends what console everyone had to to maximize the people you could play with and uh I never thought that crossplay was going to be a thing. Like, I never thought it would actually happen because the Sony and Xbox hated each other too much.
1: I mean, it's not on. Like, there are still a lot of games that aren't crossplay because Sony's a little bitch. Like, uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'll, ta- I'll take that out, but maybe <laughs> not leave that in. You're not wrong. But, um, so, like, so a good example, Smite. Uh, me and my brother-in-law know, but we play Smite a lot. But for some, for some fuck, I mean, you can play crossplay with like. With, with anybody really but like your progression though like you can't transfer your progress from oh. pc to ps4 or like vice versa but with xbox uh, you can and you can do the same thing with switch even switch you can send your progress from you know pc to switch and vice versa but for whatever reason Sony's like no no we're not gonna let
0: you do that you play it only on ps4 yeah it's it's gotten to the point where I'm
1: surprised not that when I a game... hate Sony. By the way, <laughs> not, not that I have anything against Sony, I should I should say that. But it's
0: it's gotten to the point where I'm surprised when a game doesn't have crossplay.
1: feel yeah, like I think a lot of the more popular ones do nowadays. Oh yeah, uh, of course, like Rocket League and Overwatch and Smite. you have Nizzle for Shizzle.
2: I mean, that one's at least a little bit different. Where it's like I feel like Epic. Uh, actually, I guess it is a third party company. Never mind, I completely invalidated my point because. Uh, Call of Duty is, you know, Activision. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, I don't know. Sony lately it's, I used to be, like I said before, I'm a Sony fanboy and lately I've kind of gotten away from being a Sony fanboy just because I don't like their stances on game preservation. And I don't like their, uh, I don't like, you know, the cross play stuff. I also, as much as I am not a fan of the Microsoft Activision uh, acquisition, just because of the size of it. And, you know, worrying about monopolistic shenanigans. Um, it's still like their arguing is kind of like Sony's arguing is very anti-consumer. Yeah, it <laughs> <is>. <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh, you're not really making putting yourself in a good light here.
0: It's it's interesting too because if they would have tried to do this back when the Xbox 360 came out, it would have made more sense because the 360 was so dominant. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, definitely. And then, uh, well, I guess I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, because uh, boy did the Xbox One reverse their fortunes
1: yeah no we we can we can move on if if anybody else unless anybody else has anything to say about the uh the 360 we, we've said pretty much everything unless we want to go like the nitty-gritty about how you know you could buy games digitally now and... that was important that was that really was cool. huge
2: i mean the xbox live arcade was a huge yeah. thing super meat boy got its start on the xbox yeah. live arcade so and did a, like and fez and, and a bunch of yeah. braid yeah, 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 yeah there's tons
0: that was, that was like the, I remember people being like, wow, these, these games are, are doing things that I didn't think they're making me feel things. I didn't think games could make me feel or like mm-hmm. braids, braid storytelling specifically.
1: And it was, and they were, yeah, it was, it was all of these like much, much smaller games mm-hmm. that you didn't buy from a store that were actually good. Cause like, cause back then, of course I was in the mindset that like, oh, if it's on the Xbox live arcade, like it. If it's only like ten or twenty dollars, like it can't it can't be as good as like Oblivion or like I was a really big fan of Blue Dragon. It can't be as good as Blue Dragon, but and then of course I, I played Charlie Murder and uh, and Braid, and I was like, dude, like actually, like hold yeah, the phone, yeah. these are good. And it was There's just a lot of. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say it was
0: smaller developers too. Like it was it was a much more open console to allow people to. To make their own games and release it on a console, which is was unheard of up to that point. You needed a publisher, you needed a development team, you needed all this other stuff. But Xbox was like, "Yeah, put it on our on our arcade. Go ahead."
2: I was Sorry. just gonna say, it's a smart. It was a smart choice. Like it, it, it pretty much gave birth to the indie market. Not Absolutely. like a hundred percent, but like it really helped it a ton. Oh yeah.
1: In the um, the three What I find so fucking weird about Xbox is like, look like, at that. At first with the original Xbox they had lots of cool exclusives and even with the 360 they had a lot of cool exclusives but then that kind of started to to spiral downward yeah. cuz like the Xbox 1 had some good ones at launch and then just and then the Series X there's not Series X and S there's not like a whole lot of exclusives to their name but it's so
0: weird um but I, I feel like before we get to the Xbox 1 fully we should probably take
1: an ad break we should we'll be right back Let's face it, life is filled with lots of moments where you don't have immediate access to food, when you're at the zoo, in jail for your fifth DUI, stranded on a desert island, Mm -hmm. at your cousin's wedding, stuck in a meeting at work. In those moments, you need Cargo Pop. Cargo Pop is the world's first popcorn maker that you can wear. It may look like normal cargo pants on the outside, but on the inside, each pocket uses a special heating element to superheat the pockets enough to make popcorn. Cargo Pop is so easy to use that a brain-dead quadriplegic chimp could do it. Here's how it works. Just load one or more of the pockets on Cargo Pop full of popcorn kernels, and then close the pocket. Then press the button above the pocket and in two minutes, ding, fresh popcorn. While the popcorn is being made, you may feel a slight burning sensation, but that's okay. Just make sure to stand completely still for around five minutes so that the pockets can cool off after the popcorn's done. Cargo Pop comes in two variations full length and shorts full length has six pop kits our copyrighted term for the pockets to make popcorn and the shorts have four pop kits if you're still on the fence about cargo pop try asking a few of our satisfied customers like tommy i i've been using them so much i've actually been uh, slathering butter
0: on my outer thighs where the pockets are so that it soaks through and it like pre-butters
1: the popcorn as i use it perfect what about you josh what was, what was your experience with pop cargo pop like
2: I never have to wear sweatpants in the winter again because Cargo Pops keeps my legs nice and toasty all year long.
1: Perfect. Still not on board? Then we'll throw in some free gifts with your order. No one likes just plain popcorn, so we're throwing in the Cargo Pop Flavor Bandolier and the Jumbo Cargo Pop Butter Jug for absolutely free. Ooh, Cargo, Pop. Cargo Pop Flavor Bandolier can be worn around your torso like so. It comes with 10 different flavors, like ranch, nacho cheese, cinnamon sugar, and more in the jumbo cargo pop butter jug can it snugly to one of the belt loops on cargo pop. It's going butter your popcorn anywhere, anytime. There's no good reason at all for not ordering, ordering a pair of cargo pop. Cargo pants out aren't outdated. You're outdated. Call now. Warning, cargo pop can cause severe burns to the legs and is not machine washable. Cargo pop should not be worn near a microwave, magnets, or any source of water, or near any source of heat for an extended period of time, including the sun. Cargo nice. pop is not responsible for any burns or bodily harm caused by this product. Use at your own risk.
0: I love that you read that so fast when like you could just edit yourself to sound
1: faster <laughs> i could well, i mean i could say it fast just fine we're, we're back by the way
0: we're back we're back um <laughs> thanks cargo pop man yeah thanks for the money um <laughs> man oh man microsoft just dropped the ball
1: so bad with the xbox One. Oh wait 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 the blades dashboard for the 360 that was cool yeah <laughs> I never experienced that i oh I played
0: after the blades. i so all I know is everyone everyone I've ever met in my life tells me that the blades were the best thing they've ever experienced, and i i I don't why was it so great? Tell me
1: I think it's just the nostalgia because it it definitely was more usable and more uh i guess streamlined with like the what they call the new xbox experience but um no it was just, it was just cool. It was like there was one blade for games one for the store one for like movies and, and shit like that and uh it was cool i liked it thanks hmm now, now we can move on now you have my permission you
0: know what wasn't cool the xbox one <laughs> honest
2: <laughs> hard disagree no, no, no. i i i <laughs>
0: like uh between the xbox 360 like i i became like you a huge saint so sandy phone boy sony fan boy Sany phone boy. I'm leaving that in. That's in. Sanny phone boy. Big Sany phone boy.
2: I'm a Sany boy.
0: A, a Sony fanboy at the PlayStation 3, so I like really paid attention to the console development. And so everything that Microsoft revealed to the Xbox One, I just scoffed at I was like, I don't why would you want cable in your Xbox console? It
2: yeah, that was, was actually
1: pretty cool at the time.
2: It was a good idea, but it was the whole so they they were a couple of years too early with the always yes. online thing now yes. i think as much as i hate the always online thing and i always will i feel the market now is a lot more receptive or uh, a lot more open to that idea because pretty much things are online all the time anyway yes exactly uh, but back then it was the transition period so people weren't used to that um i still hate it because i, I hate the fact that like there are games that you can't play unless you're online like well the DRM at that point, it's just you. I just, I don't know. It really makes me mad. But they they jumped the gun too early with that. They also packaged it with the Connect. Oh
0: which, man, the Connect.
2: Yeah, and since you could basically, and this was also pre Alexa, like pre, um, you know, the smart home devices or whatever where you you know you're always having to say something which actually now i apologize to anyone listening who might have uh an echo in their home because since i just said the name if you're listening to this out loud it might have alerted a bunch of them but uh <laughs> but at the time though you know there the whole thing you were going to say is xbox on and the whole idea was to be able yeah. to just speak your xbox on and everyone was freaking out like it's listening all the time because it has to be it has to be listening all the time so it knows to do that and i still am honestly freaked out by that that's more of me being slightly paranoid than anything but like we have an echo in our home like i feel like once again people are much more receptive to the idea of a device constantly listening to you all the time (laughs) uh which a little creepy now that i think about it but you know it just it jumped the gun on so many different things and then on top of that it tried to incorporate everything into one device which would have been smart and hence why their naming scheme fit in with it it was supposed to be an all-in-one device hence the xbox one but microsoft is up there like i feel like microsoft consistently with the exception of the xbox to xbox 360 360, likes to do what nintendo did with the wii u just giving it the worst naming schemes possible because the xbox one like we can't say xbox one anymore without talking about this this console it's not we have to now say the original mm-hmm. xbox or mm-hmm. the og xbox yeah um and then it made it matter to make matters worse the like uh xbox like the pro version of it kind of how there was the ps4 pro it was the xbox series or sorry the xbox one x yep was like the pro version of the Xbox One, and then their sequel console, the Series systems, was the Xbox Series X. Yep. So it's like you're just you're confusing everybody with your stupid naming schemes. And this <laughs> in this console, the one is really where it started. Yeah, and it, absolutely. It just so much was stacked against it, and it really is a shame because I actually like the controller for this more than the 360. Believe it or not and i uh like there's a there's a decent amount i shouldn't say a decent but there's a few exclusives for this system i mean some of you can get on pc but if you want to play it like on a home console type of thing you can only get them on the xbox um the ori games Ori in the blind forest Ooh. yeah stop
1: it, stop. so good
2: <laughs> so good
1: i love i've played ori in the blind for i played through it like, four times. I prefer it over Will of the Wisps, but that's uh, my own personal opinion. But, yeah.
0: Going back to the always online thing, I just I want to make sure I say this, because it's, it's insane. Uh, back when they announced the the only online thing, uh, there was an interview where they asked the head of Xbox, and it was like, hey, what about people who don't have internet access, which was more of a thing back then. And he was it like, still oh yeah, it is kind of a thing, too. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, we have a console for them. It's the Xbox 360. Which was just what such, a a, <laughs> such a such a slap in the face, like oh seriously, so out of touch. They were kind of, they were definitely ahead of their time, but at the same time, it's it's like they weren't really. They were telling uh, gamers what they want instead of asking. I guess if that makes sense. Like, Connect's yeah. gonna be the next big thing. You're gonna you're gonna love it, and everyone's like, wait, n- no, no, we won't.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like that, that was one of the main reasons that people bought. Well, I guess that wasn't one of the main reasons why people bought a ps4 but like a ps4 was just like it plays good games and it has Mm -hmm. lots of Mm -hmm. exclusives no bullshit uh and then and then the xbox one is like hey it plays games and you can connect other devices through hdmi out and it has connect and and then there was the fucking uh windows 8 bullshit ui that sucked butt they mm-hmm.
0: they originally weren't going to allow you to play games on someone else's console. That was Yeah, that you, or used games. Yeah, they were they were not going to allow used games on the console, which is nuts.
2: I Not I remember doing. that I I did remember something apparently got clarified later on that it wasn't nearly that strict as they their marketing clearly made it seem like yeah. it was their marketing's fault a hundred percent because they tried to like go back on it and explain like no you can and it just it was just poorly explained but they never really explained it well
0: yeah exactly and
2: so there was that because they did eventually also revert you know like i said go back on it completely like yep. they completely clarified it but by then it was way too late yep oh, and yeah. that was i mean that was the big issue like it just it was way too late and freaking what is it they sony put out that wicked marketing campaign oh, so good. where <laughs> after it it, it kind of came out like oh you can't share games on a system and the president of Sony came out with uh, I forget I mean maybe like the head of like Sony America or something along those lines. they are like, here's how easy it is to pl- share games on your PlayStation 4. And it was just the president going, "Here you <laughs> go, <laughs> thank you." And yeah. th- that was it. It was like a ten second ad. Yeah, it was, and it was E3 genius. And and it was just like
0: oh, just perfect timing. Just you could not have written anything better at that exact
1: moment than that. Like <laughs> that shifted everything. <laughs> They play that one gif afterwards where it's like, I just ruined this whole man's career yeah. whole career <laughs> <or
0: whatever.
1: laughs> <Yeah>. man once... <laughs> another thing that that's they they really dropped the ball on with the Xbox one was that like at first they had a lot of cool exclusives, like quite a few third party exclusives. And then it just I think that was what during the first third of its life. And then after that, it was just like like it went out with a gasp because it yeah. was like we had Halo Wars two
0: oh man halo and then like
1: that was it (laughs) that was it for like fucking years and they still haven't
0: i feel like they still haven't really recovered from this either they because they keep making they buy studios up they they make promises like we're gonna have more first party exclusives but they just like you said game development takes a long long time now and it just it feels like they're it's it's nowhere near what it was when the xbox 360 era
1: yeah yeah or even the the, the original xbox that thing had just lots of exclusives but like at first the the one seemed very promising because it had like Mm -hmm. a launch at rise son of rome which was cool yeah um what else was there i wasn't prepared for this they had had a lot of other um there
2: was one of my personal favorites other than the ori series which we already mentioned Mm -hmm. i also really really loved oh my sunset overdrive by Insomniac. Sunset That's Overdrive is so fucking good and it, it never gets the credit it deserves. Absolutely. Um it is real it's a really fun open world third person shooter. It has really fun movement mechanics, like some of the most fluid and fun movement mechanics in a game. Uh it because fluid, it, it's weapons. it's very wacky, it's very goofy, it ha- it's from the same people who made Ratchet and Clank, it's from Insomniac Games before they became a, solo, a PlayStation exclusive developer. Um, and it's it's a really good console. It's a really good game, and I really think it doesn't get enough credit for what it did. There was also the rare replay on it, which yes, played mm-hmm. a bunch of the rare, uh, you know, like Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Um, Conker's Bad Fur Day, anything that Nintendo didn't exclusively own, you could play on it, which was awesome.
1: Oh, and uh, Dead Rising Three, like that—that that was mm. it had some problems, but it it was fun. It was an open world dead rising and it was fun um of course forza is is, is good and yeah it was
2: oh and i then, about forza yeah
1: and then yeah like i said it kind of like gasped its way out of existence because like what you had like what the the gears of war definitive edition like the remaster mm-hmm. of the first gears and then like months later you got halo wars 2 and then there was like nothing after that and then finally sea sea of thieves and then uh um, the... now
0: the Xbox One kind of had their 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 mainline series also like have the lesser versions, I wanna say. I don't know if that sounds right. Like didn't Xbox One have Halo Guardians and it also had Gears of War Four, which wasn't as well received as the original trilogy and and yeah. stuff like that. It man, just a it's a it's a shame. It's sad. Mm. Um, yeah, and it even like
1: even like uh like Crackdown Three oh, like, man, Crackdown was, One was yeah. really good and then 2 was okay, but then 3 just kind of seemed like, development like a like forever. Yeah, I mean, it had Terry Crews, but that, even that couldn't save it.
0: <laughs> Somehow. Uh,
2: I... The one also had um, the first Titanfall game.
1: Oh, yeah! Oh, yes! That was so good. Yeah. That was so good. Thank you for bringing a positive. And, and then... also,
2: uh, sorry, one last one, ReCore. <laughs> it's, it's an indie yep. game, but it was a really fun indie game. I actually yeah. uh, we brought... Uh, I actually interviewed the composer for that game, Ooh. Chad Sider on the show a couple year like a year or two ago. And actually we brought up Ori. I interviewed Gareth Coker who did the music for that game too. Um, so I've had the composers of both ReCore on and the Ori game series. Um, and uh, I love the music in Ori, but like Recor, I never got to beat. It got really difficult towards the end. But it was a really fun, like third person, open world shooter. And it was a really fun story, and a really I, I really enjoyed what I played of it, and I feel like it doesn't really get talked about at all because it was a kind of a smaller tier release, which is yeah. kind of a bummer. Yeah,
1: it was it was kind of janky at launch too because yeah. there was a lot of uh, a lot of places where there was just no collisions you could go through shit, and then there was um there was a lot of stuff that was missing from the game too because like there was a missing I forget what the companions were called, but like in the game there was like a spot for one of the companions but you didn't get them until like after the uh like a much later update but after mm. that update like the, the, the version you can download on Game Pass now it's absolutely the best way to play it and yeah it was I was when they announced that at E3 so long ago I was so excited for it cause it was like finally like an Xbox like a, a cool awesome looking Xbox exclusive that looks like it was made for me and it, yeah it was from what I played as well yeah it was, it was good it was fun it was yeah
0: um
2: another like the, oh, sorry, go
0: ahead. Um I I was just gonna say another positive to say about Microsoft later in the Xbox One. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they eventually get back to like, oh, we should actually make backwards compatibility a priority. Let's go back and make as many games as we possibly can backwards compatible near the later part of the Xbox One lifecycle?
2: I think so. I, it, I know yeah. in general they are much more uh, open about backwards compatibility and they actually work at making their games and their systems backwards compatible
0: yeah which is, yeah, which they, is they, good they, for them I'm, I'm glad they did that
1: yeah and, and they also did the uh, xbox play anywhere which is cool because it was like mm-hmm. certain games mm-hmm. that you bought on either pc or xbox you got a a, a, a co- or yeah like a free copy of that game for the you know the, the vice versa one which was really cool because yeah, most people, if you owned an Xbox, you probably also had a PC or something, but um, you could also, like, if you if you didn't have a PC or, like, if you didn't have an Xbox, you could give the key away to somebody that does have that system, and they could just have that fucking game for free, which was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. And then, yeah, now there's, uh, toward the end of the the One's life cycle, they've made a lot of, well, I guess they haven't made a lot of exclusives, but, like, they have a lot of, like, indie exclusives, like, uh, like Deep Rock Galactic. I had a few... In my brain a second ago, but I can't think of the, uh, Pentiment. <laughs> I think is still Pentiment. exclusive to
2: Xbox. Yep. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know Pentiment was exclusive to yeah, Xbox. it's
1: it's a uh, yep.
0: Bethesda, not Bethesda, the other one, the other Obsidian. Obsidian, thank you. Yes, it's an yeah. Obsidian game.
1: Yeah, they, they have. There's quite a few games that like you wouldn't think are exclusive to Xbox now, but but are, which is kind of cool. And then uh, I don't know about like. Well, I guess we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to Series X later on, but um, yeah, the Xbox One. Eventually got a much better UI from that piece of shit Windows 8 thing because I hated that fucking shit. Stuff. Um, did you guys? What was your guys' experience with the
0: Connect? Because I only played one once and I was like, this does not work.
2: <laughs> never touched one in my life. Mm-hmm. Had no interest. Uh, motion controls were never a thing. The 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 other issue with the the Connect is they really. It wasn't Microsoft's fault entirely, but when the when the one of the reasons the one also the connect didn't click, I should say one of the reasons the connect didn't click is that it was coming on the heels of the Wii. Yes, and the Wii, as much as it was super popular and sold extremely well, by the end of its life cycle, which is around when this system was coming out, there was a the common perception in, in the gaming in the gaming community, as far as I remember, was that. Yeah, the Wii is cool and it has some really good Nintendo titles, but the games itself aren't that great on the system because they they focus too much on the on the movement controls. Like you have to use yes. the Wii the Wiimotes way too much, and the Nintendo makes you shoehorn stuff into your game design in order to put it on your system and you would see it all the time, even especially on like the DS where they would make you do stuff with the touchscreen that it wasn't necessarily a good fit for the game itself, but because it was on the system, Nintendo's like, no, you got to use the touchscreen or no, you got to use the Wii mode." So I I think in general at the time, like motion controls were really not something that was looked upon with any level of favoritism in the gaming by the gaming community. So then you come out with a system with like the Xbox one that forces you to get motion controls with it. It forces you into a gimmick that you don't care about, like the vast majority of the consumer base did not care about. And not, it, it's frustrating too, because from what I understand, the Connect when it worked was really cool, and especially the later, its later later on in its life cycle, it was a really cool system. There was some cool sh- shit that you could do, like com- like uh, game devs would do with the Connect too. There was one where, what is it? I think you would use the connect with this, but you I'm just gonna try to remember. But essentially it was a way for it to like map out the room you were in and yep. you could then project if you had a projector hooked up to your to your T V or as the way to like show the game or play the game, you could actually play it you could actually show more than what the tv would show mm-hmm. like you could broadcast the rest of the rest of it around your room it was kind of cool and i believe it needed the connect to do that but yeah. I, I don't quite remember
0: i i remember seeing a person was playing a kart racer and it was a snowy stage and so the projector would make it look like it was snowing all around you that's so cool
1: another oh. cool thing about the connect too is like they they eventually ended up using it in like hospitals and shit for surgery yeah. simulators and shit like that like that's really cool
2: yeah, like it had a lot of cool practical things. It just it was marketed poorly. This is so random,
0: but a sign of how good "quote unquote" I guess the Xbox controller is is how you always see that that's what the military uses for their for their <laughs> driving things. I guess. Yep. That so that's so
1: weird.
2: It's a good controller, man.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Oh man. And uh, and that that brings us to. Well, I guess do you guys have anything else to say about the one before I before I kick off this sweet segue?
0: I don't. I don't. Oh no! I won't. I don't. I don't want to interrupt your segue.
1: I was just gonna say, and that brings us to the Series X controller, where they had the better D-pad. Oh, I love this D-pad! I'm gonna hit it right now. Oh yeah, I'm too. hitting it right now. <laughs> and the bumpers on the original Xbox One controllers were such ass because, like, I played a bunch of uh, the the Killer Instinct reboot, and I used the bumpers a lot, and I fucking just destroyed them, like you had to really (laughs) push them down in order for them to work. Um, But they made them a lot better with the Series XS uh, controller. I love the texture.
0: I love the bumpies. The texture on the triggers, on the handles, on the the sticks.
1: And the share button's cool. I I like that way better than having to press like the guide button, and then go to the, uh, where you press the guide button and press Y to take a screenshot or some shit.
0: I like that they also made it just a tiny bit smaller than the Xbox One controller. Like, I don't know what the reasoning was, but when they when they first revealed it, they're like, "Yeah, it's a little bit smaller." And when you feel it, you're like, "Oh yeah, this 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 is a little bit smaller."
1: Oh, and we didn't even talk about like the snap feature on the uh, Xbox. Yeah, One you need to how, talk like...
0: about that because I never experienced
1: it. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll backpedal there for just a second. But yeah, the snap Rewind. feature. You could, you could um, <laughs> you could be like, say you're playing Forza. You could. You you pressed the guide button twice and it would bring up the like the menu thing because normally back in the day with the Xbox One if you pressed the guide button once it would go to the home screen just stupid you had to press the X ex- <laughs> you had to press the guide button twice for it to bring up the like the the in game guide thing and um, so when that came up instead of being like like translucent like appearing over your screen that you could see everything else it would actually like drunk your screen and took up like a small like maybe like one sixth of the screen but anyway you could select like a different app or something like that to use. So you could, you can have like Netflix playing in that small screen while you're playing a game, or you could be like, uh, on like internet explorer or you, they had a Domino's app. You could order a fucking pizza. Ooh. <laughs> and fun fact, too, you could also tell you if you had the the Domino's app installed, you could tell your connect, Hey, Dom or Hey, uh, Xbox, um, order me some food from Domino's or whatever. And, and it would open up Domino's and your order will be on there and that shit. No, oh
0: cool, man. You, sorry, we gotta go back. We gotta go back. Still, we gotta stick with the Xbox One. Okay. I remember a video you mentioned how you could say Xbox on or Xbox off. I remember mm-hmm. a video where someone changed their their Xbox gamer tag to be Xbox off, so that when people would people would get mad and they'd be like, oh, Xbox off killed me," and they would turn their Xbox off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a sick move. <laughs> Eventually, it was, like, Xbox, turn off, and then he had to say yes, because it would confirm Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> That's okay. genius, oh, yeah. though. Okay, we can go back that to the genius. present. Okay, fast forward. Uh, we did, like, a Malcolm in the Middle, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, uh, yes. what is it? He looks at the camera, and, like, it freezes. It's like, hey, let's talk about the Series 1, or talk about the Xbox 1 again, whatever. Okay, Series X, here we are. It's the future. I don't know if there's any, like, Series X or S exclusives yet, but, uh... I have the Series S? It's uh, and I have the w- Series X. Woohoo! B- <laughs> I have neither. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um I love it.
0: I love my Series X. I it's 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 might be my favorite console just because of the the number of games that you can play on Game Pass. I uh yep. it with past consoles, I was always hamstrung by this thing called money and being able to afford games. <laughs> and now with Game Pass, I just give them $15 a month and they're like, play everything. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? And they're like, yeah, do it. <laughs>
2: it's a good it's a good deal, man.
0: It's an insane it deal. It's absurd. When when you look at Sony, who's like, you want to play The Last of Us 1 again? Give us $70. And Microsoft's like, I just play all the Halos, all the gear, just 15
1: bucks. That's all we want. It's, it's also cool that... That's... Uh, like it's just it's everything's so accessible like a lot of games from not just the 360 well i guess games from the xbox one they play just natively without any like bullshit or troubleshooting or anything like that they play just fine on the uh the series x and s and then almost a bunch of 360 games are backwards compatible on there you just install them they play just red, fine it's great they're red, even upscaled
0: red dead redemption and 4k the first one
1: yeah, like it, like God intended. Thank you, God. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then a lot of uh, OG Xbox games are backwards compatible, and they play fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like, I played a little bit of Blinks, and that game's just too hard for me. So I, I played, like, the first two levels and died, and I was like, it's played great, but fuck it. <laughs> you can play Does your it... old
2: saves. Yeah, dude. Does it, um, do you, with, uh, the when you play the original Xbox games, is there any input delay when they're trying to like, I guess, cause it's outputting it natively at 4k. But one of the, one of the issues with like older systems, things that were not in HD is that when you upscale them to HD, it causes input delay because it's having to literally take a 480P. Uh, video signal and then upscale it to 1080 or in this instance you know 4k or something like that so do you did you notice any like input delay or was it harder to control any of your og xbox games on the series x the
0: the only one i've played is red dead redemption and i did not notice but i also used the snap to aim not manual aiming so i probably wouldn't even notice because i'm just like boom dead boom dead
2: <laughs> well i mean that was also a that was also an hg game but who said oh, they were playing blinks yeah. though
1: this guy right here oh, okay I played um I played blinks uh there was another one I played a little bit up to I can't I think it was like red skies and I mean they they play just fine there's there's no input lag they play uh i I don't know the wizardry behind what they do but yeah they, they play it's... just smooth as butter like just natively it feels like they were like made for the the xbox whatever yeah. now' Cause, I mean they oh, that's awesome made...
0: you you say wizardry but there's there's so much about the xbox series x that feels like magic like specifically the quick resume and being able to just just hold six games at a time where you exactly where you left off and they just load up instantly you can you can unplug your xbox take it wherever plug it back in and the quick resumes are still there how does that happen
1: oh yeah and they recently did that thing where they they want to try to like help people save energy so you can because uh, I used to be a uh, used to be the kind of guy that would just put my Xbox in a standby, you know, you, uh, the the quick the quick turn on whatever the fuck it's called in the menu. But no, now I, I switched it to like the the power saving thing where it actually fully shuts down. Yeah, and it still boots up so fucking fast, <laughs> and I'll still have Resident Evil Four remake on quick resume from the night before, and Man, I don't know how they do it. Do you want to know? Cool. What, do you want to know what drives
0: me absolutely insane? Huh. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition just doesn't use. Uh, quick resume it's just not they didn't make it available Weird. so every yeah. time i start mass effect it has to go through the whole thing and i'm like oh my gosh i don't even remember the last time i had to go through the you you just don't see like the bioware made this and then here's the main menu and going through all that because with quick resume you just jump back in where you were yep. and you, can, you only see a main menu
2: once <laughs> That's kind of awesome though. I had no idea you could do I've I've been debating on which I want to get, the PS5 or the Series X. And it's weird. I'm probably gonna go with the PS5 just because yeah. it has the new Ratchet and Clank on it, and that's my yeah. favorite series. But if it wasn't for that, I'd probably be leaning towards the Series X.
0: Yeah. I, I, like, I wish yeah. uh I wish I, I I love the controller for the PS5. I've never actually used one, but I just love the idea behind HD Rumble and everything. So I kinda wish the Series X had like done a little bit more with the controller but it is still a very very
1: good controller yeah it is and it's it's also cool that the um like any any xbox one controllers will work with the series x yep. and then vice yep. versa too like any 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 series x s controllers will work with the xbox one so like oh that's
2: awesome
1: yeah you don't have to buy brand new S controllers like if you have like if your little brother wants to play the Master Chief collection with you or something, you'd be like, Oh yeah, just bring your your Xbox One controller that's missing a stick or whatever and we'll play. And <laughs> it's no no goofing around, you just sync it like you normally would and bam, you're playing Halo Two. They just I don't know if
2: go I'm on. Sorry, no, you, you, I you. Just... <laughs> I don't know if they're still doing this, but just uh, just kind of thinking about the stuff that Microsoft has done to make the Series X more consumer yes. friendly. You, like there, we've been listing off a bunch of them between backwards compatibility and the controllers, which I did not know about the controllers. But I don't know if they're still doing this, but I remember when it launched, you know, a couple of years ago, there was you could do a layaway plan. Like you could oh, without yes, them, yes. like I don't know if they're still doing that. They but are. I'll yeah. be they honest, they are twenty five dollars a month, no. I want to
0: say it is I think it's right on their website. And they just give too. you an Xbox. <laughs> yeah
2: that's kind of insane i might have to do that because i uh i might have that that's just such an easy way to get a new system
0: yeah Yeah. oh man it's it's you you took the words right out of my mouth though how they like just did a complete 180 from xbox one and and trying to tell the gamers what they want to the series x being like okay we know what you
1: want now because yeah when they when they first announced the xbox one they were like they were like, fuck the consumer. And then, uh, and then yeah. the series XRS, they were like, we, like, like, yes, we'll, we'll fuck the consumer. Please come back. We love way. to the consumer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: uh, I will say the one thing they haven't reached the promise on was the capabilities of the SSD in actual games as mm. like, uh, Cause that was like their big selling point was like the SSD is going to change everything. But I haven't really seen too many games take advantage of that. Sure, they like load insanely fast. Like there's almost no loading for anything. But like for actual game development or game uses or anything, I haven't really seen the SSD do much. Like like yeah, with can... Ratchet and Clank, they were like there's no loading screens and they kind of use that to like when, with the teleporting where it does stuff that you just wouldn't have been able to do without yeah. an SSD. I haven't really seen that as much on the Xbox.
1: I mean it, it does mm. load very fast. Oh yeah, super like, fast. Uh, when I when I was playing through uh, cuz they made Symphony of the Night backwards compatible um on the Xbox one and it plays on the Series S and shit. So yeah, the loading screens that normally took like quite a long time like on the original like on the original release on the 360 it's just like it's it's done. On, like, uh... You go to a room and that's it. I had a MLB The
0: Show, like, 11 or 13 for PlayStation 3, and the loading times are insanely long, like, after game, before game, whatever. And when you play the new one on the Series X, you don't even have – there's no loading. Like, at the end of the game, it's like, do you want to play the next one? And you can hit yes, and it just, boom, instantly you're starting the next game.
2: Yep. Yep. It really is amazing. Like, I'm happy that this generation, it seems like the – Console manufacturers really focused on the amount of time you're waiting to get into mm-hmm. a game because it had the like a two year awkward growing transition where it was like you know if you installed any game on your 360 or PS3 it'd take forever and mm-hmm. then it was a little bit better on the PS4 actually it was a decent chunk better on the PS4 and and One X or uh, oh my gosh Xbox One the there stupid naming scheme man it's just <laughs> me up. Uh, so I'm happy to hear with the new systems, it seems like they really focused on this part of the user experience. I really need to get my hands on one of these new systems. I just, I even it, take out the whole money issue. I don't know where the hell I would put it in my house. It's a big boy. The
0: <laughs> Xbox Series X is at least. It's a very tall man.
2: Looks like a Dude. fridge.
1: <laughs> one the or not the one fuck the Series S is surprisingly small like it's yes. it's smaller than the the og xbox one which is like a fucking vcr from the 1980s <laughs> it's, it's smaller than the xbox one s it's just it's so small but it's uh um my my work is uh they they gave me some uh, native 1440p monitors Ooh. and uh, the one s being native 1440p it plays so well on there it's it's so surprising that like something so small could be so powerful
0: Uh, another weird thing is with the the one terabyte of internal memory and like you said games are easier than ever to download i basically don't have a physical i game collection i got the series x a couple of months after launch and i own two discs I have Red Dead Redemption for Xbox three hundred and sixty, <laughs> <laughs> and I have Elden Ring. Those are the only two physical games I own for my Series X. Everything else is digital because there's just so much space. It's so fast to, yep. to do everything.
2: I kind of I kind of miss physical media, Me too. but like I well I'm I'm a, I'm a collector. Like I'm always yeah. a sucker for because I don't like I don't like what digital media necessarily. As much as digital media is nice because of the immediacy of it and not having to wait for anything and not having to physically go anywhere, um, it's it's wonderful. But I also don't like how if a game company wants, they can just be like, nope, yes. goodbye, it, yes. you can't play this anymore. Um, with that said... It's almost not even worth the physical stuff anymore, and that kills me. That hurts my soul to say it. But like, mm-hmm. most physical games now require the online connection anyway. So what's the difference? Or or you it... buy the case and it just comes with a code. Ugh. Yeah, that's yep. vomit. It's just then why even bother wasting the plastic at that point? Yeah,
1: honestly, you could have just made some uh, some milk jugs or like anything else that we that we actually could use. I don't know, people. Um, I don't know if people still drink milk because I sh- I sure don't. I just use it for cereal.
0: Another another great thing about this generation of Xbox is their they've really nailed the play anywhere aspect where you just buy yep. a game, and you can play it on your PC. You can play it on your phone through the cloud. You can play it on the Xbox. It's just the same thing. It's not like this is the PC version. This is the phone version. It's just the same exact game with mm-hmm. your saves with everything. It's they've just taken the technology and done such cool stuff with it
2: also
1: cool too. Is like the different apps that they have. I, I wish they would combine the, the Xbox app with the or yes. uh, on your on your mobile I phones. I should say. I wish they would merge so the Game Pass app with the Xbox app because they're separate for whatever yep. reason. But the they they both work. Like it's awesome because um for one, when my Series S is powered all the way down, it still updates games on its own, <laughs> which is just, it's, it's magical to me. That's crazy. But yeah, you, you can set games to install. Yeah. on your xbox yeah. even if it's turned off which i don't understand how they do it but it does it and then um and then the xbox app is just cool because you can just control your xbox remotely with your phone so like if i want to watch tv while i'm well if i want to boot up sling while i'm working i'll just use the app instead of getting out of controller or something and it's cool do you want to hear so
0: i got my xbox series x i loaded up the app and connected the Series X to it. And then I looked and there was another Xbox attached to my account and I was like, "What is this? This is I'd never had an Xbox before the Series mm-hmm. X." So I just like tapped it and like downloaded a small game just to see what would happen, like a small indie game. And like a few hours later a friend texted me and he was like, "Hey, um you're the only person I know who could do this. Did you download a game to my Xbox?" <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I guess I don't know how I'm connected to. It. He lives in like a totally different city, state than me. <laughs>
2: what? Yeah, I don't know how? how. Did he even did he tell you how your phone was connected to his Xbox? No, we have no idea how it
0: happened. That's I've so definitely weird. like gone over there a couple times and played his Xbox, but like, yeah, I, when I when I loaded up the app on my phone and and started connecting everything, I was connected to his Xbox.
1: Oh, I guess." when i used to game share with my buddy jerry because you, you can you can license share like you can share your licenses with with people so like they can play the games you play and, and then you can play the games that they buy and shit like that um whenever he would download like buy a new game and download it it would automatically download to my xbox as well <laughs> and vice versa so uh I, I don't maybe it has like your maybe console's mac yeah. address i don't know
2: <laughs> that's so weird
1: wild xbox is pretty cool um I, uh, I, we
0: haven't really talked about games on the Series X yet because it's, oh, yeah. they haven't really had too many exclusives. I personally loved Halo Infinite, the campaign. I, it was probably my favorite Halo game I played, um, Pentiment, I love. There's, I feel like we're, this year is going to be big with Starfield. I'm, I'm very excited for Starfield, but there's still, like, like we said before, it just doesn't feel like they've got the big, the big Xbox exclusives that make people buy the system.
1: Yeah, that's true, because I would have thought that Halo would have been that, but I guess <laughs> probably not. Um, I can't think of... I mean, I guess maybe maybe I'll uh, try to get through some of the Forzas, because I've always been interested in Forza. Yeah, I'm more fun. of a kart racer kind of guy.
2: Um, I'm a neither racer kind of guy. I could never <laughs> get into kart racing or Ooh. racing. Forza, at least the... Was it Forza Horizons, like the open world yep. one, right? Yeah. That one seemed really interesting to me, but other than that... I've never been a big racing game fan with the exception of there's a PS1 s- snowmobile racing game called Sledstorm.
0: That sounds oh. awesome. Sledstorm. <laughs> um.
2: It's a fun game. I really really like it. It's, uh, it, it's uh, I we're not talking about PS1 games though. That will be an episode. That will be a topic for a different episode, but it's a fun oh, yeah. uh racing game for the PS1.
1: Um, oh uh Redfall looks cool. That, like Vampire Hunter game, that looks kind of cool. It's uh, an open yeah. world like Left 4 Dead almost kind of thing but with vampires. And, yeah, that looks pretty rad. Um I I Forza Horizon
0: 4 really hooked me and like I wasn't even like this is an amazing game. I just enjoyed playing it and then like it got to a point where the achievement popped up and it was like you did all the races and I was like I I what? what? <laughs> <laughs> uh...
2: That's insane! It's an open world game, so that had to be a ton. Yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't even try to like; I wasn't trying to completion it or something. I just kept finding races and kept doing them, and and it was a fun time. And then I was done, and then I just stopped playing. And I was like,
1: I guess, guess that's it. (laughs)
0: Hell
1: yeah! well right on. anything else? Anybody? Yeah. No, I
0: think I've said all that. All that I know about Xboxes.
1: That's all the Xboxes then.
2: I mean, I I don't think I have anything else really to add. I, I I my main area of expertise is is a uh, Halo One, but yeah, original Xbox because that's where mm-hmm. all my Halo parties were at. That's where all my core memories were kind of developed. Like it's where I spent most of my time playing. Um, and it's funny that even though I prefer the one over the three sixty, just because I like some of the games more on it, I haven't really i've played more on my 360 uh Hmm. just more recently i guess so though lately i can't get my 360 to connect to wi-fi and i was about 20 hours into assassin's creed 2 for the first time and i couldn't connect it and fucking ubisoft was like nope you need to be online for this single player Uh, experience and i so i deleted my profile because i was trying to look up stuff and but then I couldn't connect to the Xbox Xbox live again so then I can't re-download my profile to get my save again so I'm like I'm like 20 hours into this game I'm like god damn it am I ever going to get a chance to finish this game I don't know I have no idea if it's even going to have my save file when I get back to it unless like you said if if it's connected to my 360 account if I pop in the game on my Xbox one
0: yeah it's worth a shot possibly
2: I'll see if I can figure something like that out. We'll we'll find out.
0: Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Follow, check uh, find their social media at where
2: at still loading pod on Twitter, Facebook, and well, Twitter as long as it's alive, but Facebook and Instagram.
0: And you'll get updated on if this works. And and <laughs> and where where can they find us, Aaron? Oh, this is such a good transition. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Tommy. Uh, yes, they can find us at superpodsaga.com. Everything they need to know about us, including our Patreon, if anybody wants to subscribe. We've got cool stuff, cool perks. Yes, Patreon, two, three, four, two, three, or four dollars a month. Yes. Uh, back to you, Tommy. Yes. Ex- oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. And, and a shout out to our, our one mm-hmm. and only Patreon, a novel console. Check them out. Yes,
0: Xbox. Uh, comment on our pages about your favorite Xbox stuff. Uh, tell Josh that Gears of War is the best game ever made. All that good stuff. Um, uh... No. No. <laughs> it's not, that's,
2: a, that's a lie. It is an average shooter at best.
0: Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> uh,
2: thank you for being here, though, Josh. You had a ton of great insight, and I, I really love that. Oh, thank you for inviting me on. I always... I always like guesting on other people's shows, and I, I don't get the, I don't get as much of a chance as often as I'd like to to guest on other other people's shows. So it's either because I talk too much, so I apologize for that, no, or I'm not great. that interesting. So we'll, well, either but either way, I had a good time here.
0: <laughs> oh, if I had to choose between someone talking too much or not talking enough, I'm going to choose talking too much every single time. Exactly.
2: So thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but it is my turn to pick the topic for next week. Everyone, hold on to your pants. Uh, Holden. Uh, I want to talk about the best features of failed consoles, which sounds kind of strange, Ooh, but...
2: That's a great topic.
0: We, Aaron and I like to have positivity on our podcast because we think games are good. And I've been trying for a long time to figure out, like, well, how do we talk about things? Because there, there are consoles, there are games that didn't live up to it. So I want to talk about the best features of failed game consoles so we can bring some positivity. Yes if you oh,
2: don't God. bring yep. up obviously the dreamcast but also the sega game gear yep. uh try to think of other like uh, ooh, um <laughs> i don't this is a really obscure one uh the sega pico i've only heard of it <laughs> oh, shit. sega pico Pico. i think it's a pico the sega pico that thing is i don't know if failed is the right term because it's it's kind of more of an edutainment console oh interesting i
0: need to i need to read about this when we're done
2: yeah i will i'm I'm not going to talk about it too much on on here i'll tell you a little bit off mic so just to whet your appetite but it's a really cool console i actually have uh the console boxed with a couple games
0: nice okay um look forward to to us talking next week about the best parts of failed consoles check out the still loading podcast to hear a bunch of stuff about video games and interviews and things and have a fun rest of your day thank you for listening bye Bye.
2: Josh, 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 say goodbye. Josh, say bye. I did say bye. Say it again. Bye.